Maybe I'm crazy, but Thanksgiving is better than Christmas. I don't disagree. Yes! <laughs> maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Uh, welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That is Donnie. Hello. Everyone is out today. There's no one here. Except Jeremy. Jeremy, our hero, is here. So everyone's gone for Thanksgiving. So Donnie is going to uh, gonna tough it out with me um, and help me on the podcast today. Uh, shout out to Heller and T, obviously, uh, enjoying Thanksgiving with their families. And uh, look, it's not a diss to Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I love decorating the tree and all that stuff. But it's just, it's very expensive. Christmas is expensive, and the older you get, the more expensive Christmas gets. And look, Thanksgiving has all the great things that Christmas has, except for it's not as expensive, except for the flying, which is just absurd. But overall, uh, I like Thanksgiving more than Christmas, and Donnie, you agree because? Less pressure. It it's is like less a pressure. different version of what you just said. It's uh, a whole lot less anxiety around this time of year, but the anxiety is starting to build. That's what Thanksgiving is to me. It's like the beginning of the anxiety. Of the holiday season, <laughs> yeah. yes. Because then really they get it cracking right after Halloween is over. Mm-hmm. With like, all right, just we're ready. We're ready right now for you to start spending money and getting your stuff together. So uh, it is now officially the holiday season. Um, we had a great weekend of football, which we're going to get to in just a moment. But since it is Thanksgiving week, um, we're going to do our Thanksgiving traditions, our top five Thanksgiving traditions. Um, speaking of that, like where the pressure starts, that's that's funny because that's like my number five on my list. <laughs> so we'll start with my list. My number one uh, favorite thing um, about Thanksgiving is not cooking. I don't I, I, I can cook, but I there's no space to cook. Like my mother just in just takes over the entire kitchen. And then my sister comes over and this the two of them are like Tasmanian devils just running around and like you can't get in and do anything. They ask you to do something and then they don't like the way that you're doing it. So they, they <laughs> make, make you stop and finish it. It's just obnoxious, which is why actually I'm a great sports fan because my mom never really bugged me to help her cook for Thanksgiving or any holiday for that matter. So I just get to sit around and watch football, which is wonderful. I do, however, contribute by cleaning everything so they don't have to clean. Um, I don't cook. Watching Elf is actually the last thing we do, but at the end of the night, after everything is finished, to welcome the Christmas season, we all watch Elf together, which is amazing. Obviously, I get drunk because I am not cooking, <laughs> um, and watching football, and then of course you've got to you've got to you got to squeeze a nap in there mm-hmm. uh, at some point because you know you're tired. You've done a lot of work eating all that food, um, and of course you know being grateful for all the family time that I get to have. But that's my list. All right, so let's do let's do your list next since you're here, Donnie. All right, uh, my number one and my two they are. A- my favorite things about Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, dressing and stuffing and chillings and hot sauce. Okay, wait a minute. Let's stop for one second. First of all, your favorite thing about holidays is stuffing. I don't even eat stuffing. I don't even believe in stuffing. You don't? No. Uh, is Remember it... we went over this with Brandon last year when we did the sides. Uh, but for real, that's like the number one holiday no, side. No, it's not the number one side. Mm, it's not down. even on my list for sides. That is a shame. I, I hate when people make me try their stuffing. Oh, you have to try the stuffing. It's the best stuffing. That's the it's true. wet bread. Not everyone's stuffing is the same. Not every stuffing is created equal, but... There is there are special stuffings out there and you just haven't come across or dressing. It. Yeah, I've yeah. never had chillins before. I've you never haven't. had the honor. You no. haven't. That's a tough one to jump into late in age. I grew up <laughs> drinking uh, drinking. I grew up eating chitlins. Uh and I don't I don't know if if I didn't do that, if I would like just start just eating try. That. I yeah. feel like I need to try it in my lifetime, like for cultural purposes. Yeah. But I, I I do think it I mean look, like mentally I can get over it. I eat lots of crazy stuff. So it's not that. I just haven't like I I feel like that's something you can't just go get like you need to have them properly prepared. Yeah. You have to have somebody who's been making it from for years. Yeah. And they have
have their, their own way of doing it. Okay, and, so what else is on your list? Uh, the Lions throwbacks. I think they're my favorite jerseys they in all good. of sports. It's so, they look so good when they lose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> leftovers. I'm not a big leftovers person uh, in life, but Thanksgiving is the exception. I, I, you can't like let that suit. No, it's great food for like three days. Yeah, exactly. It lasts. Exactly. And number five ties into number three. Every year Thanksgiving, I get to watch the Lions game, and every year almost we lose. It depends, but um, this one is a little bit more uh, upsetting than normal because <laughs> the season is already over. Yeah, the season's over. Uh, I believe in the Lions. Remember earlier in the year when you I did. was like, "Yeah, the Lions are actually good," and you were like, "No, Joy, they're yeah, not." That was pretty dumb. Yeah, I should listen to you. Um, it's like it would be like someone telling me about the Dolphins. Like, no, you don't know about the Dolphins. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, that's a good list. It's a good list, and I, you, you have a chance this year. You might, you might, they might pull it out. They're playing the Bears. We'll see. Game that doesn't matter. Um, so let's do Heller's list since he's not here. Uh, okay, bringing up politics. That's a that's well, Heller's white, so that's what they do <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at White Thanksgiving. Uh, the discussions this year are about to be crazy. Uh, they are about to be crazy. Um, we don't talk about politics in my family because. I mean, what is there? What is there to discuss? We're not. I mean, we're all on the same page, so yeah. there's nothing really to talk about That's there. Um, sneaking outside to smoke, eating steroids before dinner. I don't understand that What's sentence. What's the steroids thing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was a typo. I meant to ask him, like, is that a typo? What are you talking about? Um, sneaking outside to smoke, not advised in all families. Um, I would not. I would. I would be in a lot of trouble if I snuck outside to smoke. Um, I have snuck outside to smoke. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> many times, but just not on Thanksgiving because it's you know, you know, there's kids there. Yeah. Uh, the smell lingers. It's right. Yeah, and nobody's vaping anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. who has time for that? Uh, football, obviously, on mm -hmm. everyone's list. Uh, late night bar hang with close friends. That depends on where you live, obviously, because some true. places it's not safe to go to the bar. That is very true. Um, on Thanksgiving, but it is nice. That I feel like this weekend, like I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Definitely going to spend some time with like Pittsburgh friends and people I haven't seen in a long time. And it's like that, that's what you do in Pittsburgh. It's bars. There's not, I mean, there's clubs in Pittsburgh, but yeah. I mean, come on, I'm not doing that. But uh, saying things we're thanking, thankful for. That's very nice, Heller. That's classy. That's nice. That is classy. All right, let's do T's <laughs> list real quick. Um, cooking and cleaning. Okay, well, T, T's, T's a beautiful lady, so I can I can see T working her way around the kitchen and making everybody some good food. <laughs> um, and football, obviously. Yep. Celebrating Grandma's birthday. That's so nice that Mom. her birthday is on Thanksgiving. Happy birthday, Grandma. Yeah, happy birthday, Grandma. <laughs> um, house hopping, queen of the to-go plates. That's effort. So she stacks up her leftovers. That's yeah. the means. Multiple I mean, that's options. smart, because then mm -hmm. you can get some, because everybody's house is like one random dish. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like exclusive to their um thanksgiving stuff um so that's cool but that's like again part what part of the country you're in will determine if that's even possible like right. it's supposed to snow in pittsburgh so i don't even know if anybody's gonna be leaving and then go to the movies okay queen and slim this year i do need to see queen and slim i've heard great things i will be seeing it um we stay home and watch movies obviously we watch elf but that's a good list too yeah strong. So everybody has their little traditions share yours we're gonna post these and uh let us know what you like all right, Donnie, what am I winning or quitting today? Thanksgiving football begins where it always does, in Detroit. Hey, Mama. Aww. This year, the Lions are even worse than normal, and the Bears still have Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. Joy, this game is cranberry sauce. Quit it or quit it. Oh, I hate cranberry sauce. Most people do. Brandon posted uh, a video from Barstool Breakfast with like this nice plate of Thanksgiving food, and then he slapped a big plop of cranberry sauce on it. It was like inedible. Just ruined the plate. Trash. It's trash now. Um, but I do. I, I'm going to quit it. I actually am interested in this game. Um, I think that the 
it, so it, it's at Detroit. I think that that Chicago will cut. Will well, okay. So Chicago's is favored by three. So I think Detroit is going to win and cover. Um, so there you go. So you're gonna have a nice a nice early Thanksgiving game. The Bears beat the Giants last week, 19 to 14. Thanks mostly, obviously, to their defense. They're now five and six. The Lions lost to the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins, who was so excited he ran off to take a selfie. <laughs> they dropped their fourth straight game in the seventh and their last eighth. But um, falling 19 to 16 on the road to Washington is obviously not not ideal. They're three seven and one on the season now. Um, the Bears beat the Lions uh, 20 to 13 in Week 11. But um, I, I think they're going to turn it around this week. It is at home, as you said. It's a Thanksgiving tradition, so I think the Lions actually play a great game and win this game and uh, and cover as well. So I, I'm taking the Lions big in this game. And it's you know it's starting off the day, so like it's two classic teams. Um, I, I'm I don't think we're going to see Matthew Stafford. I think he's still going to be out with yeah. his injury. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 going to quit. It's not cranberry sauce. Uh, yeah, I think that this game will be a waste of my time, but the, the jerseys will be looking <laughs> the pretty nice. The jerseys will be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You are a Detroit fan, so you're sad. You're usually sad, but yeah. um, I, I, I'm into this game. All right, what's next? This looks like a must win for Jason Garrett's Cowboys after taking a sleet-soaked loss in New England. Meanwhile, the Bills are in need of a strong finish to secure that first wildcard spot in the AFC. Joy, this matchup's the main course our collective stomachs have been growling over. It is. I'm going to wit it on that. It's definitely uh, the turkey with the sauce or the gravy, whatever you like to call it. I call it gravy. Um, this I, I'm obviously huge on this game. Uh, Dallas on Thanksgiving Day is is big. They're favored by six and a half at Jerry's World. Um, I'm going to take Dallas to win, but the Bills to cover. I think it will be a close game. It has big stakes for both team both teams. Obviously, the Bills have a comfortable hold in the first wild card spot in the AFC at eight and three, but they do need to finish the season strong. They crushed the Broncos on Sunday, twenty to three, as they should. But this game's at Jerry's World, so there's going to be a little more. Uh, intense of a crowd, mm-hmm. and you know it's a big primetime game on holiday. on the holiday. So obviously we watched the Cowboys take the L to the Patriots, thirteen to nine. Everyone's freaking out over that loss. Um, the Patriots had won twenty straight games at home, so uh, the coaching was abysmal, as we know. But this game's a must win for the Cowboys, in my opinion. So can't drop two in a row. This is a huge, huge game, uh, especially for the Cowboys. Run the ball, be prepared, and don't get you know, back-to-back penalties on punts and stuff like that, and I think they'll be fine. But I do think Buffalo will cover. Uh, Cowboys will win. All right, what's next? Revenge is a dish best served cold. Agreed. Same for dessert. Agreed. The Saints look for some sweet payback for a Week 10 blowout against the undercooked Falcons. This NFC South matchup will be the cure for Thanksgiving's inevitable-itis. Quit it or quit it. This is very clever writing by you this week, Donnie. Thank you. Um, I am going to win it, actually. This is a very important game for the Saints. Uh, I mean, the Falcons, we know they're out of it, and they're probably going to have a new coach next year. But Falcons are sneaky. They will just decide to sack you 15 times and ruin your day. And the Saints don't want to don't want to lose to the Falcons. Obviously, they upset the Saints 26-9, and they played in Week 10. The Saints' only other loss to the Rams in Week 2. Um, they put a lot of pressure on Drew Brees, as you can see in this photograph. <laughs> in Week 10, they sacked him six times. So over 60% of Atlanta's sacks in the entire season came in Week 10 and 11. Um, and then they went back to being non-existent against Jameis Winston, who uh, got a win for once. So, um, I mean, Atlanta's not going to sustain that level of play, obviously, because that's that's not who they are. They're 3-8 and eight this season for a reason. But the Falcons have also surrendered at least 20 points in nine of their last 11 games. That's not good when you're playing New Orleans. Drew Brees in a revenge game on primetime with Michael Thomas having 
the season of a lifetime. So I, I think that New Orleans wins and covers. Uh, I think it's it's close early, but then eventually the Saints pull away. Uh, so a nice a nice finishing uh, game uh, to get into your Christmas you know traditions or whatever you whatever you finish your night off of. I'll be watching this right before Elf, basically. <laughs> um, but I do think the Saints win and cover. So uh, great, great games, though. All classic, classic matchups. And um, obviously the Cowboys-Bills is the one we're probably going to pay the most attention to because it has the biggest stakes. But the Saints don't – nobody wants to lose in these situations, obviously. And the Saints cannot afford to lose to the Falcons. So uh, I, I'm excited for this game. Full course meal of games. Mm -hmm. Feels good. An appetizer, main dish, this is dessert. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. and wrote it that way, too. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> All right, time for petty courts. Um, I don't have my wand today because it's Thanksgiving. So I, I think I had like last year I had one of the uh, gobble gobbles. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. Petty wand. Um, Joe Theismann is being petty. So Dwayne Haskins, selfie of the year. Um, he managed to put the Redskins in position to win a game, actually. And they beat your Lions. I'm sorry about that, Donnie. It's okay. Uh, well, he <laughs> missed the last snap of the game. And Case Keenum had to come in to kneel down because he was busy taking this selfie with fans. Joe Theismann, not pleased, tweeted, How do you miss the last snap of a game because you're taking selfies? You're. Theismann spells it. You are. Um, that's unprofessional and wrong. He also said it was something that was immature to miss that moment. I felt bad for Dwayne, but he brought it on himself. It's unthinkable. I mean, it really is. It's unthinkable that you're in a situation where you have a chance to have quarterback to your first victory in professional football, and you don't get a chance to share that moment with your teammates, and that's the thing that got me. When you get a chance to huddle in that victory formation, you step in the huddle, and you go victory formation on one, you take the last snap. That's a very sacred moment to me. It always has been in football. I remember the one in the Super Bowl vividly, and that's the moment you share with your teammates. People don't understand that. That's the camaraderie of this game. Listen, Joe Theismann sacrificed his blood, sweat, tears, and soul for the game of football. So I, I feel him. It's got to be painful to watch his team constantly go through this endless cycle of nonsense. And I don't want to be old school crabby person that's like, yeah, I don't take selfies. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, come on. Like, you can get away with this in college, but this is professional football. Like, you got to have some awareness here. I get it. He's young. And the Redskins have had nothing to cheer for for all, all season. And this is a nice moment for fans. But just do it like I don't know five minutes later, and it, and it, and like this is this is the kind of the thing like this is why the Redskins are dysfunctional like in, in a small way these these details are what matters yeah. right it's not it's the pebble in your shoe like mm -hmm. not the mountain this is what it is you can't you got to go out there and finish the game it's just, I I don't want to come down on him too hard because I like it's. It's just you can't do this, man. Like, you just can't. <laughs> you can't. Like, you're disappointing Joe Theismann. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're wearing his jersey number. Yeah, he brought the jersey out of retirement for you to wear. And more importantly, you've been awful all season. And you beat the Lions. And you didn't even you didn't even beat the Lions. The kicker beat the Lions. Yeah. Like, you got them in position to do it. It's not like you threw the game-winning touchdown or something. Like, this is not a – it's just – I don't love it. I don't love it. He's, I'm sure, learned his lesson. And again, I don't, I'm trying to not be that guy, but I guess I just have to be that guy. <laughs> like, how did you feel about it? I couldn't help but be like, dude, come on. It's embarrassing, but uh, from the fans' perspective, it's pretty dope that he got Dwayne Haskins to come over and take his cell phone. Yeah, like, no, from the fans' perspective, <laughs> I totally get it. I don't yeah. blame the fans at all, of yeah. course. Obviously, you're going to ask him for a selfie. Like you don't know unless you ask. And right. he, he got what he wanted. And he got it. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I get it from the fans' perspective, 100%. Yeah. They've had nothing to cheer for, nothing mm -hmm. to be excited mm -hmm. about. 
all season long. They're Fans, of so course. Amped. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at his face. He's so happy. The guy <laughs> next to him is happy. You don't even know if he knows him. Mm-hmm. You know, the lady in the back's trying to get in the picture. You know, these kids are loving it. Everyone's happy. It's a wonderful yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy, except for the game is still going on. <laughs> They're caught up in the moment. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to be that guy. I just I, I have to keep it real. And that's just how I felt. Like it's just not it's not disciplines and like yep. just do it five minutes later just five minutes later like miss your interview after the game to do it right but yeah. you can't miss like i don't know about all this like victory formation sacred moment stuff seems like a bit of a lot but like you can't he can't be like looking for you and you're overtaking a selfie so he's got to we didn't even know if you were going to be the starting quarterback. Ooh, this is such a 2019 story. It's such a 2019 <laughs> problem. I'm so ready for the new decade. Yeah, yeah let's get into <laughs> like, the 20s. Okay, honestly, hasn't 2019 felt like the longest year of all time? It has. Or is it just me? Because this year will not end. Nah, I think a lot of it's had to do with politics, though, to be honest. Probably. Yeah. Whatever it is, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the new energy of 2020. Let's like, get it. <laughs> so, this is so a 2019 problem. Are you ready for what's ahead? You can't always predict the future, but you can game plan for it. Generations of families and businesses have harnessed the power of Pacific to help them reach their unique goals. Whether you need to save enough money to meet your needs, ensure your family is protected, or make sure you don't run out of money, Pacific Life has a variety of financial solutions that can help. Pacific Life counts more than half of the 100 largest U.S. companies as its clients and has been named one of the 2019 world's most ethical companies by Ethisphere Institute, protecting what matters most to people for 150 years and counting, that's the power of Pacific. Ask a financial professional about how Pacific Life can help you game plan for your future or visit PacificLife.com. All right, time for High Key, Low Key. High Key, the Patriots' secret formula has been revealed. Low key, it sounds miserable. Yes, um, all season long, we've heard about how terrible the Patriots are. That's a lie. How bad their offense is, uh, okay, that's a lie. And they keep winning. Well, Gronk talked about the Patriots' mentality. He's been spilling the beans on Fox. Uh, doing a great job, by the way, Rob. Um, and basically, he, he just said the mentality in New England is that you're just never good enough. You know what's crazy? They're 9-1. and one. Uh, He's so frustrated, too, and it's like, yo, like you guys are 9-1. and one. That, That's the one part I don't miss about being there, hands down. I'm not going to lie. I don't miss that. You're frustrated. They're 9-1. and one. They, they win a game last week versus Philly. They, we lost them in the Super Bowl two years ago. They should be happy. Instead, you're sitting there Sunday night like, what did I do wrong? Like, no, that's not the feeling that you should have. You should be pumped about the win. So I understand what he's saying. Like, they, they beat the, the Eagles, and they weren't happy with the way they beat the Eagles. It's not good enough for them to just beat you. They have to take your soul and crush it and squeeze the juice out of it in front of you and then feed that juice to your mother. But that's how they get down. And and what he's saying is really telling. Like, the way that Gronk is talking about it, like, okay, you had a great game, you won, but you dropped two passes, and all you can think about is, you know, how – you know, how you drop those passes. And it's just, that's what this kind of success requires. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are two great grumps. That's who they are. And Tom Brady talks about it. He said, you know, he goes through a lot of emotions during games and after games. And, you know, depending on when you catch him is the mood that he'll be in. And if you've ever been around somebody who's extremely competitive, that that's how they are. They're very moody because they want to win all the time. And it requires this level of winning requires that you stay a little bit humble. And that's why Bill Belichick is always going over the top with the praise of the opponent. Oh, Cincinnati, you know, Andy Dalton, he does a lot of things right. Like, it just, 
uh, what? <laughs> and, and, and you know, the, the sound is unusable because it's this nonsense. Like, he's, it's not that the teams he's playing aren't good. It's just that he goes so over the top with it. And he does it for a reason. It's mind games. Everything is mind control. And he's trying to keep his team from getting too full of themselves so that they're always trying to improve. So I get it. But that can be exhausting for people. I mean, some people just want to have fun. And that's fine. There's, there's a place in time in life and organizations that just want to have fun all the time. And that's not to say that they're not going to win. It's just going to be a different kind of winning. But when you're talking about dynasties, and that's why I always say, we're never going to see this Patriots situation ever again. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen again. Not in my lifetime or 20 lifetimes to come. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are a very special couple. They understand each other. They believe in the same things. Now, obviously, they're two very different guys, but their mentality is the exact same. Gronk talked to Colin about it, told him, you know, when he first got to New England, Brady wasn't, he thought Brady was mean, but it really was just that Brady doesn't have time mm -hmm. for nonsense. He wants to make sure that you are doing your job. There's a time to have fun and there's a time to do your job. And if you're Bill Belichick, there's never any time for fun, except for like once a year, we get a random picture of him having a scotch. Okay. And it's fun cutting his sleeves. Yeah. He loves, I mean, dude loves, he, it's his favorite pastime yeah, yeah. to cut up clothes. He takes joy in Does that. he know they make clothes that have seams at the end of them? He doesn't care. He, like even the shorts, everything is cut. I don't get it. Whatever. He, he likes it where he likes it. I, I don't know. He's, he's good with the scissors, though. I'll give him that. Good at coaching <laughs> football and good with scissors. Straight lines. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but this is what it is. Like, And if you think about dynasties in general, I, I'm trying to like think of another football dynasty that was really fun or just a dynasty in general that was really fun. We were talking about this yesterday. I mean, you have the Showtime Lakers. Obviously, it's Magic, Pat Riley. Uh, I mean, dude's name is Magic. Okay. <laughs> this was a very unique situation. It's also the NBA so it has more of an individual feel to begin with. Yeah. Um, you're in L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, this kind of style of play I don't think would work in every single city. And, I mean, so, so okay, so that's a fun dynasty. I, I, don't, I don't think that that would work with football. And the closest thing to it, I guess, would be the 49ers. And, you know, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. And I wouldn't characterize Jerry Rice or Joe Montana as – over-the-top, flashy, like big personalities for sure, but I, I wouldn't compare compare them to Magic and the Showtime Lakers. It just They just had like a, a bit of a cool factor to them yeah. that wasn't so over, like immensely serious and, you know, Lord Sith the way that Bill Belichick is. But Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have won six Super Bowls. So while those other two dynasties are great, like – are they Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? And they very well may win another one this year so yeah. or or next year. We don't know when Tom Brady's going to leave us alone. So in order to stay at that level, and, and I will say, like, for all the talk about, like, the Showtime Lakers, like, Kareem is a very serious person. Magic Johnson is a very fun person. He's also very, very serious when it comes to basketball. And Pat Riley is the godfather. So for all, like, that Showtime stuff, like, they're very serious when it comes to competition and basketball and that's obvious to anyone who has followed any of their careers so again while it's still like fun it's not like crushing beers off our forehead fun right they got to work right mm -hmm. exactly so that's that's exhausting for people so this level of success requires a certain formula which can be like okay you had a great game but you messed up here here and here like you need to focus on that and not get too high on yourself I get it, and this is what I always say about the Patriots. It's why I think it's completely silly that they talk about how bad the Patriots are this year. They're not bad. They're the same exact team that they've been all these years. Okay, they're missing Gronk. That's not news to them. They've n they've not had Gronk all season. They're 10-1. and 1. There's no Michael Jackson without Joe Jackson. 
Well, <laughs> there's a lot done back there, Donnie. <laughs> All right, who's next? High key, the Cowboys are going to move off of Jason Garrett. Low key, who can win in Dallas? I don't know. So Jerry was really unhappy with the coaching after Sunday's game, uh, speaking of the Patriots and just continuing to win. Um, it probably didn't help that everyone in the entire world was watching. It was the highest rated regular season game since 1996. Hmm. Shout out Fox. So, you know, everyone was watching the Cowboys not look functional and win a very, very, very important game. Now, that said... Look, the Patriots had won 20 games in a row in Foxborough. It is Bill Belichick, and they were favored by six and a half points. So it's not like they were supposed to go in there and dominate anyway. So I don't even consider this to be a bad loss for Dallas. I mean, obviously it would have been a great win for them, but I don't think just because you didn't get the win, it's a bad loss. The bigger tell was how they lost. I mean, two penalties on that punt. I was literally staring at, like, what – <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, how do you have two penalties on a punt in the fourth quarter? What are you doing? It's embarrassing. It's coaching. He's right about that. Special teams is, is coaching. You have to be prepared, know what you're doing, and the Patriots let you beat yourself. Right. That's the main thing that the Patriots do. When, they're not, when they don't have a spectacular offense, when they don't have all the talent in the world, they just let you make mistakes, and then they take advantage of it. Jerry went a little scorched earth. Um, and it seems kind of like he's laying the groundwork for a Garrett firing, which there was some talk about Garrett moving on last year. It spilled over into this year. I don't know necessarily what will keep him there, but not running the ball on key third downs in a monsoon, not great. Again, the penalties. But here's the thing. Say they fire Garrett, all right, who, look, I don't think is a great coach, but I do think he fits what you need to be in Dallas Players seem to like him. He does run a very functional organization. They're not dysfunctional whatsoever. But they do need to take a step up, right? Like, there's Super Bowl expectations for the Cowboys. Although, I don't know why, because they haven't been to Super Bowl in, like, 20 years. But apparently, that's, like, the standard there. Uh, ask Pittsburgh what they do. We have actual standards. Uh, I don't, I don't talk about this year, though. It's, something's going on. But anyway, what, like, what's the last great Cowboys coach they had? Because they haven't had many coaches, right? Jimmy Johnson. What is Jimmy Johnson? Who is Jimmy Johnson? How would you describe Jimmy Johnson aside from having the best hair in television? He's aggressive. He is a communicator. He has an ego. He's a player's coach. He's dynamic. He's detailed. He's a boss. Jason Garrett's the opposite of all of those things. Maybe a, maybe a coach's coach, a, a player's coach a little bit, but he you would never even compare Jimmy Johnson and, and Jason Garrett. The only thing that they have in common is they both were the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like, that's the only thing they have in common. So what exactly does Jerry want? Because he fired Jimmy Johnson, who was the last coach to win them a Super Bowl. Now he's probably going to fire Jason Garrett. It's what it looks like. So what does he want? Lincoln Riley? Okay, if Lincoln Riley wants an NFL job, which which he very well may not because he might just be cool making the money he's making, not yeah. having the pressure of being the Dallas Cowboys coach or any NFL coach for that matter, whether it's a good job or bad job in the NFL. And this, this specific job requires that you be submissive to the owner in a very public way. All coaches have to answer to the owners, unless you're the Packers coach and you have to answer to Aaron Rodgers. But every other team... You have to answer to the owner in some way. But it's not like it is with Jerry Jones. Right. Jerry has a regular radio show. It's Jerry Jones. I'm not telling Jerry Jones what to do with his organization. It's the Dallas Cowboys, the most visible organization in all of sports, the most profitable organization in all of sports. It comes with a whole different level of pressure and expectations. And again, 
I don't know why Super Bowl expectations are the thing because they don't go to a lot of Super Bowls, and not not as of recent, not in the past couple decades. But I do understand, like, he, they need to take it to the next level. They have a young team. They have the talent. They spent the money. They're going to spend the money on Dak. So it's a good situation to walk into if you're a coach. But who's good enough to coach there? Do you want somebody who's going to listen to everything that Jerry Jones and the Jones family says? Like, in one, in one way or another, you're going to. Yeah. So if you're somebody like Bill Belichick would never work there. That's not the th- Like, Bill Belichick does have to answer to Bob Kraft. But it, it appears they have a very workable situation where Bob Kraft makes all the football decisions. Jerry Jones is making some football decisions. You have to let the coach be the coach. Look what's happening in Cleveland. And I don't want to compare Dallas Cowboys to Cleveland Browns. I would never disrespect. But you're about to do it. I'm going to do it because this is what I'm saying. Like you can't hire somebody who you can just move around and like mind control mm-hmm. and, 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 and somebody who's going to be aggressive and make aggressive millisecond coaching decisions has to have full confidence that they have the ability to make those decisions. And Jason Garrett does not have that. So you can't pick and choose. Like you, To me, you get an aggressive coach who has his own style, who has his own vision, and allow him to do what he does, allow him to develop, and allow him to have ownership ownership of the team, which I don't think will ever happen in Dallas. Yeah. Like Dallas feels like that guy who's like in his mid-40s who's never been married that's like, yeah, no, I'm just looking for the right girl, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I dated, I dated Stacy for like four years, but then, you know, I just noticed that her left toe was like a little off. I just can't have that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but I, I, I'm, you know, I just got a new house, so I feel like, you know, I'm ready to settle down. And 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 you're just looking at, it, I'm like, you're never. This is not. You're not perfect. Like you have to make some exceptions here. You're gonna have to give a little. It's right. called compromise. And I just don't think that that's happening now. Jerry Jones does have a bit, a little bit more of a house. It's Jerry's world. So you know, <laughs> I don't really think he's gonna be bending, uh, flexible a lot. But to me, like this is the difference is he runs a functional organization where the Cleveland Browns obviously do not run a functional organization, but it's the same premise of if you're going to bring somebody in who is a respectable coach, who has a vision, you have to allow them to do that. And someone like Lincoln Riley, who's wanted by everyone in the league, who may not even want to go into the NFL, while this is a great job that you certainly have to consider, are you going to be able to be successful there? Because you're going to have to answer in a public way to the owner at all times. And I don't think like they're very loyal as far as they're not going to fire you right away. Yeah. Uh, like Garrett's had 10 years, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know who that person is. I don't know if that person exists. Cause that's a lot of compromise while also trying to maintain your vision and control of the team. And I just don't, I don't think they're going to get it. Loser power rankings, loser power rankings. These are the losers, the losers of the week. All right. Losers. First up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Ugh. Eagles are in big trouble. Oof. Do you remember? Remember when I said they should have kept Nick Foles and everyone was like, ah! I do. <laughs> well, Wentz is struggling big time. I understand they're playing without a lot of their starters, but this is not good. He ranks 30th in yards per attempt this season, 21st in completion percentage. The offense is 23rd in passing yards per game. Um, in the last two weeks, he fumbled a total of five times and resp- was responsible for five turnovers, two interceptions, three lost fumbles, and they're now 0-3 in games, which he has had multiple turnovers this season. Ugh. There's a lot of other really bad stats he has out there, including um, the amount of drops that he's had this season by receivers, which is tied into a little bit of mistrust from the receiver and from him to his receivers because they've had some inju- injuries. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson is out. But, yeah, the Eagles uh, should not be this bad. And I'm not saying that Wentz isn't talented. But I also want to get into the territory where we can finally have a real conversation about, okay, maybe someone is talented, but they're not right for this particular system. And I know it's kind of impossible for them to move off of Carson Wentz, but 
I just feel like this is one of those situations where like you can't win for trying. Like they couldn't keep Nick Foles. Obviously, I understand that. And whatever happened to Nick Foles in Jacksonville is what happened. But sometimes you just have like lightning in a bottle and you got to roll with that. So and, and they, they chose not to. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. It's not good, though. And I don't I don't I don't I don't see it with the Eagles. It's it's bad. Those numbers are awful. Um, all right. Who's next? Uh, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Why you do it to me? Why? <laughs> this was so bad. Ooh, the Jets. Oh. The Jets. To the Jets. Freaking Jets. Well, look, this was a disaster for the Raiders, and they're in the playoff run, so this was not a loss that you wanted to take. They got completely demolished by the Jets. Um, they needed that win. But that said, the Jets have won three in a row, and they play the Bengals and the Dolphins in the next two weeks. So they could very well go on a five-game winning streak, which is really telling about the Jets because the one thing I wanted to see with the Jets this year was Sam Darnold take a step up. Mm -hmm. And if Adam Gase is really the guy, develop Sam Darnold and get this team rolling, which he seems like he's been able to do. Obviously, Sam Darnold getting uh, the kissing disease in the beginning of the season was not ideal, um, but he overcome that sickness. And now they're looking great. Le'Veon Bell is looking good. I, I, I like what the Jets are doing, and uh, I hope they continue. I, I mean, I hope they don't get a win over the Dolphins, obviously, but like get a win over the Bengals. And then um, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, the Raiders will get back on track. I mean, they've had to play so like the stretch of games that they've gone on. It's like a, it, this was a fatigue game. Like yeah. I think that's what John Gruden said, and that, and that makes sense. It's not excusable, but they couldn't do anything right. Um, all right, who's next? The Green Bay Packers. Oh, what a stinker! I'm so disappointed in the Packers. First of all, this is not the game we deserved. All right. No. I mean, we we cleared our schedules. We were prepared to sit down and be entertained with good football, and it was an absolute ass-kicking. You cannot get embarrassed like that on national television. 37-8? to 8? Oh, man, that's bad. It was atrocious. It was atrocious. And, it, and and it's telling for the Packers. Like, I don't think I learned anything about the 49ers except for they're, like, really good, which you, we already knew. Yeah. It's it's all about the Packers. Like, they have a good defense, but they, they're not there yet. If you push them around, if you're physical with them, it's a wrap. This was a disaster of epic proportions for the Packers. Couldn't lose this game, and certainly not like that. They needed to go in there and get a win. Just super disappointing. And it was unwatchable. They did not show up. No. Yeah. They didn't come. Yeah. They just stayed at home. All right. Time for the culture reports. The AMAs was uh, this week, and Selena Gomez opened the show. She got a lot of heat for singing off-key. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think Selena is, is a good, she, she's a good vocalist. I, I don't, I don't try and get too crazy about how people perform at these things. Like, obviously the best of the best are, are going to, you know, perform at a high level at these things. Right. I'm not going to lose my mind over Selena Gomez being a little off key. Like, not, you know, no offense. I'm not rushing out to get Selena's new album. So, like, Same. it's not, like, affecting my life <laughs> if she doesn't sing, sing off key. Uh, you know, she looks cute and everybody loves Selena. So, that's that. Yeah. That that's... was kind of my thoughts on the Selena situation. And then also Taylor Swift. Broke the record for the most AMAs ever. She's 29, and she got the Artist of the Decade Award. Um, look, I, here's the thing about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has some bangers, as we know. Um, she's a very controversial artist, and mm -hmm. she has she's swimming in controversy as we speak. Um, I'm kind of on her side. I don't I don't know all the details of the situation, but like, you know, I, I feel like when people don't sell the masters to the artists when they are capable of buying them, it's it's kind of a little shady. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the industry, but it's also why there's so many protections in the industry now, because this has happened to black artists for a very long time. So yes, um, that said, look, Taylor's a boss. Like she's, she continues to put out music. She has a legion of fans. 
I don't really have too many critiques of Taylor. And, you know, she began what we now know. Uh, she began the era of Kanye controversy. Yeah, that was when she popped on my radar. And uh, she's a superstar. Yes, that is when we just... Actually, Kanye is in a slight way responsible for, for her crossover. Mm -hmm. Not for her success, but for her crossover. crossover. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's a very, very different thing. Yes, Jeremy, thoughts? He made that girl famous. No, he did not make that girl famous. <laughs> he did not make that girl famous. She is very talented, and no, there are not a lot of Kanye fans banging out to Taylor Swift, <laughs> so she has her own fans. But she, but he is responsible for her crossover. That is for sure. Um, Lizzo, my favorite. Ugh, I worship at the throne of Lizzo. Um, she showed up in, uh, in a beautiful orange dress and uh, the perfect size purse. The best accessory, I think, of all time. Yeah, possibly. so Lizzo gets it um, <laughs> in a way that most people can never understand. And her performance was incredible. Uh, she posted a really cool uh, tweet about like how like her struggle and everything. I was with you early, Lizzo, just so you know. I've been on it. But yeah, I mean, it's true. Like that, people always say that, like, oh, it's an overnight success. Like, no, man. Yeah. An overnight success is like ten years of grinding in the making. It just means it happened for you. Mm -hmm. The difference between an overnight success and a non-success is the overnight success didn't give up. Just gotta believe in yourself. That's my motivational speech for the for the moment. Also, uh, post Malone, so Shania performed. I love Shania Twain. Everyone loves Shania Twain, and so does Post Malone. Post Malone was dancing, having a good time. <laughs> Um, I actually like Post Malone's new album. People love Post Malone. He looks dirty, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he make, he makes music that the people like. <laughs> he does make he does make music that people like. I I mean I like his new album. Um, yeah, so he had like a funny moment there where he was dancing to Shania Twain, which I think is cool that we got some Shania too. And obviously he was jamming to Feel Like a Woman, which look if you haven't if you haven't sang that song, you're just not a real one. As a man, I have sang that song yeah, several times. Because it's a banger. Yeah. It absolutely is. Jeremy's mm -hmm. shaking his head yes because it totally is. And I'll, I like the performance with Ozzy Osbourne, um, Travis Scott, and, uh, and Post Malone also. Tony Braxton. Holy shit, Tony. Living legend. I mean, where? Did, what? Where? Where you been? I was not prepared. <laughs> Tony looks incredible. Yeah, First man. of all, she killed it. Obviously, Tony is like an all-time legendary voice. But she, I mean, she was like... These bitches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna show up and like this and shut this shit down. I mean, she's got the sparkle on. She looks amazing. Uh, and then obviously, I, I stand for Meg The Stallion. Um, gave a little freestyle outside in the parking lot after uh, the events in her car. Um, I love her and she looked amazing. I love Meg. I'm a fan too. Uh, sorry, Janae, but if I, I like Meg yeah, The Stallion. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, Meg is incredible, and I love the video of her and Sierra like twerking before the yeah. before the show. I always love all the people on Twitter that's like, oh, it's it's so classy. Like, start get like, oh, <laughs> you don't get it. It's cute though that you don't that you don't get it. They're amazing, both of them. Sierra looks amazing too. All right, thanks, Donnie. You did a great job today. Thank you, Jeremy, for hanging with us as well. Shout out to T and Heller. We're in today, but happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the games. Um, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Drink at home. Mm -hmm. Fight with your family about politics if they say something stupid. Stick up for what's right. Yeah, stick up for what's right. Let them know what's going on. We don't. <laughs> we can't relate to this. We don't argue about politics <laughs> in my house. But if you do, let them know. It's worth it. Um, that's what holidays are for. And uh, enjoy yourselves. We love you. Thanks for watching. Make sure you follow on all our pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. All our social pages. We're on the iHeartMedia app, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So go subscribe, and we will catch you next week. Bye.
Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Oh.